0: Well, last week as a church family, we looked at the topic of our best moment yet. We looked at how we can have create our greatest moments yet by choosing courage over crisis, by choosing peace over panic, by choosing generosity over holding, and by choosing community, creative community over quarantine. Well, I want to build further on the thought of courage. I think we're living in a time and day where we need courage like nothing else. We established the truth that... Uh, faith in action is courage. Sometimes we can tell people have a bit of faith, but what does that look like? Because the truth is courage is a funny thing isn't it? It really is. Uh, I don't know if you know this but courage is relative in the sense you can have courage in one area but it does not necessarily mean it's transferable to another area. For example, I've got courage to throw trash late at night at least doesn't have the courage to go throw the rubbish late at night, but I've got, the, I've got the courage to go throw the rubbish, to take the rubbish out late at night, but I don't have courage around snakes. Uh, the same guy who has full confidence when it comes to snake behaviors or reptiles or whatever, that same guy struggles to fly anywhere. I've met people that are so confident around animals or reptiles but are scared to jump on a plane, whereas I'm not scared to jump on a plane. I could jump on a plane anytime. I could jump, on. I know they've blocked the airports at the moment, but I could jump on a plane today, probably because I've been on so many or probably because I know a bit about it. But we find that in the midst of what we're facing, regardless of our scenarios and our individual circumstances or our family unit at the moment, one thing we need is courage. And 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, in the New King James, it says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. The word there, be brave, is have courage. So we, we, find this, we find this script here. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. The first word that I want to really highlight is the word watch. Watch. Watch has a sense of awareness. It's almost like the author is telling us there might be something that you're facing that you're scared of. There might be something that you're facing that you're overwhelmed with. There might be something that you're facing that you need a bit of boldness. But before, and and let's say you walk in a situation and you're scared, you're panicking, you're, you're worried. But the author gives us a clue. You know, because we've lived in church culture where they just say, just have some faith. Almost like you can order it from the supermarket. You know, what does that look like? He's almost given us a pattern, and the pattern he's saying is watch. Now I've come to realize that maybe I fear snakes because I actually don't know much about snakes. I do not know what is poisonous, I do not know which one's okay, I do not know how snakes are in their natural habitat, but I'm not scared of planes because I know a bit about it. And so what we need to understand is whenever we're facing something, we need to first of all embody an element of awareness. We need, to, we need to embody an element of awareness. What am I really facing? Uh, just to give us context right now, we are facing a global pandemic and that's okay. Now the natural thing for us to do is react. We are like, things are running out in the shopping center. They're locking things up. Not, we can't go here, we can't go there. That's cool, but I think I wonder how many people actually know what has caused this pandemic, how it's happened, how it's spread. I think most people are just freaking out. And the best thing you can do in a situation like this is to pull back and go zoom out. I I use the word zoom out because have an aerial view of what is really happening. Where does this originate? How did this spread? And so have an element of information. now what is happening is right now is our news channels are constantly giving us information. It's not necessarily that the information they're giving us is everything that we need to know. So there are some people that that maybe you're you're watching or maybe you're tuning in and you're sort of like, I have all the information. I think there's awareness, but there's also over-awareness. And when you reach the point of over-awareness, the danger of over-awareness or the danger of over-information is worship. So worship is not... The songs you sing, worship is the thoughts you think. I'll say that again. Worship is not the songs you sing. Worship is the thoughts you think. And so we are we are facing even in the body of Christ where people are constantly just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I just want to ask us: Let's do a thinking assessment. Now we've gathered all this information, but are we overthinking all the information that we have? I want to encourage you in this season, let's have the information, let's know the facts, let's know where the stats are. Let's be completely aware of what's happening in our nation, what's happening in our state, what's happening globally. Let's get context, let's gain context. But I think if you're overthinking, what begins to happen is we begin to worship the fact. We begin to worship that. and, And here's the thing, we begin to fear that. And so if I begin to binge on the news, if I begin to binge on anything, eventually that becomes worship. Worship is not just the news. Worship could be a Netflix show. Worship could be an album that you cannot live without. Worship could be an outfit that you have your definition by. Anything that is excessive, that is a form of worship. And so having understood that, the first thing we need to do, if you're taking notes, is watch. The second thing we need to do, we find in Psalm 27, verse 14. And check out what it says. In 27, verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. How many of us would just love God to strengthen us? Oh, God, just strengthen me during this time. If I could just get some strength, if I could just get some courage. But the key is wait. So the first one is watch. The second thing is wait. So once I've gained information, once I've gained knowledge, once I've gained an understanding, this is what is happening around the world. This is what's happening in our nation. i got to go, God, I'm going to wait on you. What are you saying about the situation? What's God's outlook in this time? In the midst of what I'm facing, in the midst of what I need to go to, what I I can see and I can hear all the reports that's happening around the world, but what does your word say about this? What do you have to say about this? And I think it's really, really important. I I know there's so many of us because, and I understand because we are living lives where, by the day, or let's be honest, by the hour, Things are being updated. And we've been so busy that we can't even check in with God. Um, You know, even when I wake up, my phone's just notifying me. This is what's happened. This is what's happened. This is what's happened. This is what's happened. And I've got to take a moment to say, I'm going to go on airplane mode and check in with God. So I'm aware, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be aware. We must be aware. But at the same time, I've got to go, God, what does your word say? And can I say to you, sometimes, just like we need the news by the hour, I sometimes need need God's word by the hour. Yeah. Sometimes I can't just have it by the day. Sometimes I need it literally by the hour. Like, that, that word was good an hour ago, but God actually need a fresh word now. I've just had a change, there's been a change in program, and I need a fresh word. God, yeah. what do you have to say? What do you have to say? What do you have to say? And can I just say, let's check in with God by the hour. Yeah. In the midst of everything that you're facing, in the midst of all the storm that's coming your way, in the midst of the unknowns that you're facing, Take a moment and say, God, what is your word to me? In fact, Isaiah 53, verse 1 says, Who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been re- revealed? I love it because you have two words with the word R and R. The R and R. The R and R. Who has believed our report? So we're getting news reports. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? see don't just look at what's being reported look at what's being revealed look at revelation now is the most relevant time to ask for revelation God me and my family we are facing some of you know even in our own home we've got my parents living They are over the age of 70 and we're saying God the reports say that they are at risk that's the report we receive it we're going to abide by what's required But give us a revelation. Give us a revelation of what we need to do right now. Give us a revelation. Is it appropriate to step out of the house? Is it appropriate to do this? Is it appropriate to do that? And in every situation you face, I want you to, regardless of what we're facing globally, or also what we're facing individually, maybe right now, you might be going through a divorce. It's a horrible time. Anytime a horrible time. But right now is a horrible time. And you're like, I need a revelation. Can I be saying, can I ask you, pray, see God together, say, God, what is your revelation for a marriage? What's your revelation for a relationship? And, and I want you to understand that courage or fear doesn't lie in information. Yeah. Courage lies in revelation. Yeah. See, a lot of times we're trying to gain information and we're trying to gain knowledge, but courage does not lie in information, courage lies in revelation. And so what we got to ask is, what is God revealing in this time? And I want to share one more thought. So we've got reports and revelation, and here's my last thought, which is probably my biggest point, is Acts chapter 4. So in Acts chapter 4, the church of Jesus Christ has been birthed, and Peter and Peter and John are at the gate, and they see this guy healed. They see this guy miraculously healed, and it's a powerful moment that they have. But the problem is they have this powerful moment, but they get in trouble with the law. So what happens is they go before the council, and they start questioning them, saying, what are you doing, what are you doing, how can you do this, in in whose authority, in whose name, and they start defending it. And so in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, and there is salvation in no one, so this is Peter saying, there is salvation in no one, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. And then the next verse is what I want to point on. It says, Now when they saw the boldness, when they saw the courage, do you realize that courage is visual? Yeah. Courage courage is supposed to be an emotion, but we are learning that courage is visual. Yeah. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated common men. How many of you realize that common people cannot access unusual courage? Yeah. yeah. So they had a problem because they were like, these people are common. They sound like fishermen. But yet they have supernatural courage. They were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. See, talking about Jesus doesn't mean you've been with Jesus. Yeah. And I want you to know this. Acts chapter 4 was written four years after Jesus was had ascended to heaven. So it wasn't like they were chatting with Jesus that morning and catching fish together. And, you know, just talking about the weather and having coffee and... Still keeping their social distance rules at the same time. Uh, No Middle Eastern hugs happening. None of that. Uh, It wasn't that. It was that they had been in prayer. And Jesus was in heaven. He had ascended, but they had recognized. It was almost like they would just been with Jesus that morning. And check out what it says in verse 18. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. So they see their boldness. And they get intimidated and say, you guys have no authority, you shouldn't be doing this. Then in verse 23, when they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together in God. See, these guys, the more they were charged, they did not panic. They kept praying. They filled their courage with prayer. They filled their faith with prayer. And then verse 29, check out what it says. And now they begin to pray. So this was their prayer. I want to quote their prayer. Now, Lord, look upon their threats. Whose threats? The threats of the leaders. And grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, with all courage. I want you to understand that courage is not a one-time choice. It's a daily choice. And your courage tank needs to be filled daily. And the way you fill your courage tank is by praying. Saying, God, I've had courage so far, but continue to fill me with courage so that I can be effective in what I'm doing. Then it says, verse 30, While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant. And when they had prayed, the place that which they gathered was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of the Lord with courage. There we go again. There was courage in the beginning and there was courage in the end. The difference was they had been with Jesus. The main key to access boldness, the main key to access courage is prayer. And I want you to understand courage is not the ability to win. Courage is not runs on the board. Courage is not oh I'm right and you're wrong. Courage is the ability to try again. The drive to keep going when everybody else quits. Courage is finishing the race even if you're in the last place. We know the stories of people that They were were in this race in the first, the second and the third, but the guy that was still committed, he still finished through. Let me tell you, it takes courage to finish the race when you're at the last place. You might as well quit, but that's what courage is. Courage is the ability to confront someone when you know that they're in a damaging situation, if they're in a damaging relationship. Courage is when a father looks at a daughter and says, if you keep dating that guy, you're not gonna be in a good place. That's what courage is. Courage is the ability to forgive your friends when they've done you wrong. See, courage is not about just giving a big speech and sounding bull. Courage is a passage of humility that says, I forgive you even if you've done me wrong. Courage is loving your husband in the middle of a financial crisis. Courage is refusing to let cancer to steal your joy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take chemo, I'll take all the medication, I'll take all the help I need, but I'm still going to walk out in courage. Yeah. And here's what, here's my bottom line. This is what I'm trying to say. Courage isn't the absence of fear courage rather is stepping out in spite of fear wow. That's good. courage isn't the absence of fear no. courage is I'm gonna step out in spite of fear yeah. and I want to encourage every person watching I want you to know they're with you we're there with you I love what I love about the presence of God is his presence doesn't need physical powers or presence to be with us He's with us in the middle of any situation. If you're watching right now, I want you to know that we are there. I am there. And I want you to know we love you so much. We care for you. And I want you to reach out if you need help. I want you to reach out if you need any assistance. We've got teams on standby that's willing to serve and bless and help you in any way, in any form. But I want to take a moment right now to pray. And what I want to pray is maybe this is a time where you need to say, I need to take a step of courage by putting my faith in Jesus. I don't know if you know this, it takes courage to put our trust in Jesus. When you cannot see Him, sometimes when you cannot feel Him, it takes faith to put our courage in Jesus. And if you're watching this, I want you to send an email, I want you to push like, I want you to comment, and one of our teams will get in touch with you. But let me quickly pray for you. Father, I pray right now for every person watching, people that need courage in this season, or people that are putting courage and their faith in you. We pray, God, that every person watching that are far from you, that even as they're watching, they they would feel the closeness of your presence, that they would lift their hands in courage, that they would get on their knees in courage, that they would speak uh, and pray in courage, that they would worship in courage, that they would reach out. Maybe it's that email that's going to be that step of courage. But I pray for every person watching. I pray for us in this group. I pray that you would fill us with boldness, like the apostles prayed. God, we understand that it's not a sin to pray for courage because it says if I'm praying for courage, that tells me that I did not have courage. And so, Lord, we are saying fill us with courage, fill us with new boldness, fill us with fresh boldness, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.